Well, hello, Ken R. Johnson. This is T.J. Morris, and we are live. <laughs> the music's not rolling, so uh, hello, everyone. We are live and on the air. We're expecting uh, Mad Thomas Becker to join us from Georgia, Ken R. Johnson from Albuquerque area of New Mexico, and maybe some other people coming in uh, later. We're going to see. But I am Teresa J. Morris, and we have a mad painter coming on Skype here in a few minutes, and we are going to talk about UFO Association, alienology, a new group. We're going to start with X-Filers on uh, line with our alien contact organization. We have a lot of people that post, including uh, John Greenwald. And now it's time. <laughs> One minute and 11 seconds for all of you people out there that count on everything that uh, we create here with uh, this out-of-this-world group of people. <laughs> it gave us time to hook in to uh, Mad Painter, and I'm going to get uh, Ken R. Johnston on here, and we were getting together on our Skype to uh, get Brett later on from California once he gets in maybe tonight. Okay, let's get started here. UFO Association tonight with uh, your host, Teresa J. Marsh, Ken R. Johnston Sr., and Tom Ahmed Becker. So let me get everybody introduced here. Uh, Ken R. Johnston Sr., Albuquerque area. You want to start and introduce yourself to everybody, please? And then oh, we'll sure. Um, <laughs> uh those who don't know me, I guess um, I've been around for quite some time, all the way back to the end of the uh, Gemini program at, at NASA and then working for the Grumman Corporation as um, one of the four civilian astronauts and consultant pilots. That we tested the lunar modules in the back of chambers and then from there moved on to um, tracking uh, things that we found uh, on the moon and uh, went out to work for the Boeing company as a 737 flight instructor for all the yeah, the 730 airplanes, not all of them. There were, there were a bunch of us pilots, of course. And um, then wound up here in the uh, 
close to Roswell, not terribly far since I live in the same state. And uh, my, my main objective and goal is to, to get the truth out there and get the facts and information that so many of us were involved in part of, but so many of us were told not to talk. And uh, after a while, you, you get the point after you, <laughs> I'm 77 now and I'll be dead gum. If they're going to tell me to shut up, I'm going to tell it like it is. So how's that, TJ? Great. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for supporting all of us, and that's what we're going to try to do tonight is talk about some out-of-this-world topics. Ahmed Painter, introduce yourself, please, since you're helping us. Uh, My name is Thomas R. Becker, and I go by Ahmed Painter on the Internet. I'm a talk show host, uh, would-be author, somebody buy my books, and I'm just very (laughs) inquisitive about... uh, uh, paranormal, extraterrestrial, anything strange and unusual. And you're a radio host yourself on Revolution Radio. And uh, am I coming well, in okay, Matt? I swapped phones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, good. Loud and clear uh, on my side. Good. I uh, put it on my cell. I put the other phone down, so put it on mute. It's the home phone, so I'm using two phones tonight. But... Um, uh, this is something that we're experimenting with, folks, after seven years, whereas I'm usually working with Tommy Hawksblood and Janet Carolesson, and they each have their own radio shows and websites, and we're going to do what we can to see if we can't get other people involved in a Friday night show, and some other people would like to come on. I've talked to Dave Emmons. He was on Janet's show last night. He had contacted me on Facebook. He's had some sightings, and he's going to come on maybe next week. And Brett Luter of California. Now, uh, he's been around. He's a journalist. He majored in journalism, and he's helping on, uh, I believe, KCOR or KGRE, one of those in Vegas areas, uh, as a co-host over there. But we'll uh, work all this out with other gentlemen. But tonight we have two really great people that I've enjoyed uh, working with. And... I'm picking up some feedback, but that was okay. My my fault. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're learning, and we're training, and we're going to work with the UFO Association, the Alien Contact, or aliencon.org is the website we have. We have ufosecretspace.com, and we've sort of branched off, and today I've got Alienology, I started for Dave Emmons and Phil in. But we've also got Alien Hunters with Daryl Sims, so we can talk about why we're separating these groups based on the type of jobs people do as alienologists. They study aliens around the universe, and uh, Alien Hunters, Daryl Sims, they actually are looking for implants and stuff like Steve Colburn, and they used to do a Dr. Lear, and he's since passed over, but Daryl's still out on uh research he's been on several television shows with alien hunters and he's a good friend and i told him would keep up the alien hunters those out there that like to look for aliens and we have some groups that are doing just that a lot like the paranormal groups that go in and do uh, other things ghost and poltergeist and uh, haunted houses and you know that got to be known a lot on television shows and then we have some that do uh, cryptozoology and some with Bigfoot, Yeti, and all those types are cryptozoology, and I do phenomenology, and it just about handles everything under the consciousness and how the mind works, and um, Mad Painter 
has been graciously uh, helping us with artwork, and he's writing his own science fiction books now. He and I had a science fiction uh, contest, gentlemen, with uh, John Goodwin of Galaxy Press in our ERACOP. That's for an acronym that many of you may not know, but ERA. COP. It's for Educational Research Association Community Online Press. So we have that going too. And Ahmed and I enjoyed talking about science fiction writers and uh, how we could get involved as new writers in the science fiction world. So we're talking about that with Ken tonight. And also Ken has an author's book and all three of us are authors. So we're going to talk about quite a few things of how all this is going to work together in this new reality we call the Ascension Age with the raising of consciousness and how we can all work with those above that we believe alien civilizations exist. Now, Thomas Becker does two shows on Revolution Radio, one for four hours on Sunday morning and one on Monday night called Open Canvas, so be sure and look at revolution.radio for a mad painter, Thomas Becker. Now, uh, a mad, can we call you Tom starting tonight, or, or would you feel odd if we called just, you Tom? Just not late for supper. Okay, well, that's good. That's, that's exactly what I say. Please don't call me late for dinner because I want to eat. All right, well, because I've got Tom and Mad Becker, but you are writing now. Uh, your paintings were mostly under a Mad Painter, right? But your books are under Tom Becker well, or Thomas Becker? No, on my paintings, it just says a Mad, just one word. Oh. And my books are under a Mad Painter and T.R. Becker. T.R. Becker. Okay, I'll start putting, uh, well, Tom, I like the name Tom since my husband was Tom, but I'll put T.R., start putting uh, R in here so uh, people will know, hopefully, uh, when they come back and look for all these archives, who you are. So, Thomas, R. now I know Ken is Ralph Kennedy Johnston, but Ken, are you going by Ken R. Johnston? How did I get that flipped? Have you been using Well, <laughs> yeah, the, the problem was that... Uh... The other Ralph Kennedy Johnston Jr. said, Dad, you're going to have to start putting senior at the end of your name because too many people say, oh, you're Ken Johnston. And he said, no, that's my dad. So, no, I sometimes I'll say R. Ken Johnston, but it always put the senior at the end of it, and you'll find me. Okay, so our, uh, Ralph Kennedy, and I love that name. That is awesome. It's a very strong name. So I'll put oh, R. period. R, and I like the name Kennedy, but we'll put R. Kennedy Johnston. I'm going to change that on tonight's show because we're running them, and then I pay extra money to make sure they get uploaded on uh, YouTube. On yeah. uh, I think it's T.J. Mars Agency and maybe under T.J. Mars Radio, Teresa J. Mars. Anyway, it's been a few hundred to get it out there, not to mention Stitcher, iTunes, FM Radio, a lot of places, folks, wherever you listen to your live podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, we're hopefully going to keep this and for you. should appreciate some donations. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a mad to start helping us run the board and, and start getting after seven years, start acting like the others out there that help us get information out. Yeah. Now, Donations uh, the only thing that keep us going. Well, that would be nice, right? yeah, if they would help yeah. us uh, once in a while. So we're going to start uh, hopefully giving you enough information that you want to play with us and find us in social media under our various groups that we have a lot of people and a mad's very gracious and tunes in 
and Ken both. They watch their social media, their Facebook. Now, uh, real quickly, Ahmed, do you have a Twitter account like the President of the United States by chance? <laughs> I, yeah, I do, but I've never, I don't I don't go up there very often. I do post some of my shows up there, but I don't even post most of my shows up on any social media. If they want to hear the shows, they need to get the archives at the radio station. And I'm okay. All right. And what about you, Ken? Includes, which also includes some of my, my e-audio uh, books. They're up there. If you're a member, you can get them, too. Okay, and uh, well, auto. I kind of, yeah, I kind of forgot what the question was, TJ. Twitter? Do you have a? Do you oh, post on the Twitter yeah. like the president? The president likes to um, talk to people. My wife informed me that I do have a that I do have a Twitter account, but I, I have not yet learned to use it. I'm just now getting speeded up on Skype, as you guys found out today, and I, I do think okay. I have it up. I've got, I'm, I can tell who's speaking at any rate. So, at any rate, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll learn and we'll make it work. How's that? That I, sounds great. I do great. Answer, answer all the emails and things that I get. Uh, I do my best and, uh, and then keep people informed. Most of it's on my Facebook at this point right now. Okay. So, folks, uh, I guess Facebook for all of us, Ken Johnston Sr. on Facebook, and I'm Teresa J. Morris, but I've got TJ Morris Agency that's got some room. My Teresa Morris has – 5,000, so I can't put any more on that. So people uh, see all kind of Teresa Morris's, and they're probably all me over the years because I started in the beginning <laughs> with them. And there's a plenty of they me out there. <laughs> they are all me. I'm just all over the place. So we found <laughs> out that every one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, I also, there's, also, there's also another Ken Johnston out there and stuff. So you look for the guy wearing a spacesuit and uh, the picture of me, and then you probably got the right one, so we'll go with that way. Okay. Well, uh, since Ken, you know, you're the probably the most well known, and and Tom and I are more radio people, but I want to get it where people know that we all three have the same philosophy that alien civilizations exist, and why we believe that way, and why I'm bothering to have all these free, open, you know, social medias on Facebook and all these groups out there including UFO Secret Space. People post stuff out there and listen to us. And I post this show on Facebook, you know, so they know we're here. But uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, your first book, Ken, because uh, the Ken's Moon, the reason you're going to all these conferences, folks, he's he's becoming very well-known. He got started, but we're going to go over a little history with Stanton T. Friedman because Stanton passed away on the 14th, was it, Ahmed? Do you have the the date? Uh, I knew it the uh, date. It was the 13th or the 14th. I don't remember which. No. Stanton T. Friedman. And I posted it. Uh, I'll have to – well, here, I'll just look it up. But Stanton, uh, Ken, why don't you tell people – when you met him, and Mad had him on the show, and so did I. But let's start with you, Ken. Uh, Stanton and your books, but you want to go back to Gilliland? Was that it, when you first met Stanton Friedman? I'm sorry, you, you said Gilliland? Or, no, uh, you, Gilliland. Uh, oh, Gilliland. No, that doesn't ring. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Stanton Friedman, um, he was at um, NASA JSC, and I think that's where I met him the first time. And um, – then once uh, uh, Richard Hoagland had me go to the National Press Club, that's by the way, that's one of the things that's kept me alive was 
people out there that have experience that have worked in and around the the secret space programs and things that the governments have had uh, that have we, we had to honor our top secret clearances, but you know after 50 years and uh, no one's ever come out and been able to tell too much going on, we finally reached the point where um, when you, like Hogan took me to the National Press Club, then the the world found out that yes there was uh, something we did discover on the moon and sort of got the ball rolling. They made it as he would say he says you're a lot safer when everybody knows that you exist because if you're trying to hide things you can get bumped off and nobody will even know you were there. Uh, Stanton Friedman, uh, I met him uh, and been with him several times at some of the conferences, Contact in the Deserts. He was there um, several times. We're, we're talking about going back to 1998 when I went to the National Press Club. So um, it's it's been a few years. I guess we're <laughs> the time catches up with it. But right now, uh, myself, I'm very involved in uh, being sure we can get the truth out there and uh, of course, I've got the the uh, people that come after me, like uh, James Oberg, and he's a, a debunker, and he, he almost got me killed when I was over in India. I was over there as a guest to several universities and giving talks and lectures, because India's got a, a big space program going now, too, and uh, they're now working with the uh, uh, NASA space program that we have here in the United States. So the problem we, we had was to be sure that... Um, the, the truth was getting out there. So here he was. He contacted the uh, director of of science for um, Chennai, a, a part of state within India, and said that I was a liar, that I wasn't the person that, that they thought I was. Da da da. And so that night I was I got arrested and taken down to uh, the airport. And uh, I said, "Whoa, wait a minute! You 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 need to check this out." And I gave them information. They checked out and they say, "Well, yeah, you're you're, you're right." But anyway, I had to fly home. Um, from India, and for 36 hours, my wife had no idea that I was still alive. But this is one of the things that the debunkers do. They attack the individuals, not the information and the truth that we're putting out, but they try to attack the individuals. And there's so many people that I've, I've run into that have direct contact information that are afraid to come forward because they're afraid that they're going to have something happen to them, when in reality, the safety we have is to come forward and be I guess a public figure, a public contact, or somebody that that is willing to stand up. So anyway, that's what I've been involved in is um, getting the truth out there. And um, fortunately, one of the things that I did was um, since uh, after we finished testing all the spacecraft in the vacuum chambers, and I went over to the Lunar Receiving Laboratory, I became the director of the data and the photo control department there. And um, part of my job was to be sure that scientists from around the world got their samples of the moon, rocks, et cetera, and pictures of where it was located from orbit as well as on the surface. And then uh, right when they're ready to pick up a sample, this way they'd know the um, the amount of solar radiation stuff that a sample might get. But anyway, this was um, one of the things that every time I'd get pictures for these people, I'd get an extra set to keep in the office. And um, near the end of the, um, well, after the Apollo, and then we got into just routine flights, as they call it, routine flights to the moon. We were told, I was told to, to discard. I had five complete sets of all the pictures from all the missions in my in my office where the visiting scientists would come and get their copies they needed. But then here my boss came in and told me, he says, well, get rid of everything but one set. And I argued with him just furiously that, we, you know, we should send those to universities and schools that 
that uh, would like to have that kind of stuff. And nope, just get rid of them. I don't. He said, I don't care what you do, just get rid of them. And that was the key words I needed. I don't care what you do. So I packed up a whole archive, hundreds and hundreds of different pictures from each one of the missions and all that stuff, and put them in a, a bag, took them home, put them in a, in a safe, kept them there for almost 20 years before I came forward when uh, Hoagland discovered that I had the facts and the truth. So that's how we wound up with originals. If you, you go and you get pictures from, from NASA, most, and it was of the areas, check up in the upper left corner and see if it has a digital number, which has the code number for that particular picture. If it doesn't, then you can pretty well be guaranteed that it had been doctored and, and messed with. So that kind of gives you a little background of where Ken's archive comes in. And um, now it's there are digital copies of everything are at the Roswell UFO Museum and Research Center and uh, several other universities, Oklahoma City University and uh, several others that I, I put copies of everything I have. So that way I'm, I'm a lot more safe that you don't have to worry about, I hope, being bumped off. So that's kind of a little background on, on where I am and, and why um, I'm still standing out here. Okay? That's great. One, well, <laughs> and you started uh, at NASA. Uh, can you tell us when you started – I know you were a Marine in Pensacola over here where I live, but uh, which came first, being a Marine and then piloting and then at working as a consultant astronaut for Grumman with your brother at NASA in the 1960s? Can you tell us your time frame? Were you, were sure. you a Marine first? Yeah, go over there because <laughs> I'm looking at Stan's bio, and I want to put – okay. Stan started in 1967, and that's when I got married – in NASA when I did my first government clearance papers. And I'd like people like Ahmed to help us witness and put the time, uh, you know, the dates together so we can all work sure. together. Okay. Now, I, go first. Okay. Sure. I, um, well, let's see. Came first. Um, you said be a pilot. My my dad was a pilot in during World War II. He was a bomber pilot, and he, he lost his life then. So I was only like um, – not even a year old whenever that happened. Uh, but I always grew up looking at pictures. In fact, I'm looking at a picture right now of my dad sitting over my desk um, where he was a pilot. And my goal was always to become a pilot. Well, um, when I wound up going to into the Marine Corps in 1962, um, I applied for officer pilot training at Pensacola. I was accepted. I went through basic. I went through um, uh, the, uh, the next phase, and we were moving into um, – jets uh, for for training and this was uh, as i said in 1963 and vietnam was really building up and we were all given given directors we were going to fly helicopters because that's what they were using mostly up and down the jungles in vietnam unfortunately and um, i said no i'm not going to fly helicopters i'm going to fly up and they they said well you don't have a choice i said yes i always have a choice it's called a dor so here i am going into advanced pilot training at pensacola as an officer and I took uh, enlist back, go back to as enlisted, as and dropped out because I was not going to fly helicopters. You know, helicopters are, are like airplanes except they've got these wings that swing around up above the top of them, and I wasn't about to do that. Anyway, so I continued on and I got my commercial multi-engine instrument rated and flight instructor ratings uh, through the FAA, and I went to work for. Um, let's see, when I got out of the Marine Corps, let's see, in 1966, I went immediately straight to. Um, Houston, where my brother, Dr. A.R. Johnson, was um, one of the scientists that was in charge of the development of the lunar, excuse me, of the um, 
vacuum chambers um, that we had for testing the command modules and uh, the lunar modules. And he told me when I was getting out of the Marine Corps, he says, get your fanny down in Houston. They need people that are both pilots, aviation, and um, electronic technicians, et cetera. So that's how I got involved at, uh, at Johnson Space Center. And the rest of it is all in the archives and records that you can you can go to my website and you can get a hold of my uh, autobiography. That's uh, the book that um, uh, TJ was just talking about because it, it, it goes from the time where I was born all the way up through just about, oh, a few years ago. And now I'm trying to, to got another book out. Thank goodness for some people that are willing to be hypnotized and get into some of the archives and records in our mind that we we, for a reason, we were told to keep our mouths shut. So when you do that for long enough, you sign of forget things yourself. But when you can have a professional hypnotist and therapist hypnotize you and help you go back and draw your memory back out, then things can get really interesting when you find out some of the other things that you've been involved in. And we may even talk about some of that tonight, won't we, TJ? We could. We could do that. <laughs> It's a proven fact that when you when you uh, stop using stuff and and convince yourself that it you know you can't tell people you forget about it. That's you know, right. Hypnotic uh, regression therapy helps with stuff like that a lot of times. Well, and if you've been threatened <laughs> to keep your mouth shut, it's it's a little more common that we don't talk. Well, yeah, that's the reinforcement. <laughs> you bet. But, all right, were you in military? Um, yeah, I was in the Navy. Uh, I got out in 77. You know, you know the Navy was Im- important. Oh, go Sorry? ahead. Go ahead, uh, Ken. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you realize, of course, that the, the Navy's biggest job was to get the Marines where you needed us to, to do it. So never mind. We have to joke <laughs> with each other because the, the Navy and the Marines are, are all con- connected together, particularly once if we go into a an actual um, – war event then the marines become a separate branch but during uh during peace times and stuff well the, the navy's pretty much our commanding officers too yeah that's old history uh, i would not be a, true anymore i was on a spy ship but they're pretty much their own own people unless they're stationed on a ship I and mean, if they're stationed on a ship then they're under the navy but uh, yeah okay <laughs> Yeah. But if they're not on a least, ship, they're their own separate standalone. Yeah. They, they, a lot of times they 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 take a offense to being called Navy children. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all what it keep, keeps our our pride of our accomplishments going, and that's cool. And and I always have great respect for my Navy friends as well. All Marines aren't are well. Not all of them are totally wacky. Some of us have to be oh, no, to do the uh, job that the Marines do. No, not really. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Oh no, I'm out I, of it. quite a few of them that are nice. Now I never had any on our ship. We were a spy ship. We spied on the Russian. That's all we done. Oh, very and, good, uh, very good. So. During the Vietnam War, because you were in uh, what seventy six, seventy seven. Did you get in or before that? Because it's I, I, know I joined be, just before the draft was was cut. I joined because I knew okay. I, I knew. Knew how to work the system, and I ended up where I wouldn't go to Vietnam. I just yeah, kind of, you if smart, you know how to work the smart. system, you can, yeah, you can do what you want. <laughs> wow. My, okay. TJ, what happened with me is I was in the Oklahoma Military Academy at the time. I was a captain in advanced ROTC, and, and a, a company commander 
and my best friend Jack Lancaster uh, was the same as me. He came in the dorm in, at uh, Oklahoma City University during the summer because you know you're you're not there 24 seven. Um, Jack came in. He says, "Well, I joined the Marine Corps, and in my brilliance, I said." The hell you have, you can't go without me. So the next day I go down and listen. We went from being captains uh, with four years experience and advanced ROTC to Marine Corps butt privates at San Diego Marine Corps Recruit Depot. So I, I've had to go all the way up through the enlisted ranks. And then uh, now uh, in, um, in involved with uh, the Civil Air Patrol, anything else, I'm Lieutenant Colonel. And... Thankfully, I've been working with uh, TJ on our other secret program, and might be a fleet admiral. I finally got my stars. <laughs> well, we're going to do our best to make this group as real as possible for those adults that want to play with us. I got started uh, back in the day, and I filled my paperwork out in 67, and that is uh, the time when Stanton Friedman was wanting to get involved, and he didn't get involved with the uh, I know he talked to Don Berliner and I had talked to Don Berliner but in uh, uh, it said that Stan went over in 78 to talk to Jesse Marcel I thought it was sooner than that because I had gone over in Louisiana to talk to Jesse Marcel he was at his kitchen table we went in around midnight and he had one of those wife beater t-shirts on that's what they call them folks I'm not making that up I don't know but you know what I'm talking about. A man, you and Ken probably wore them. It's the the one that's got the center strap instead of the yeah, no, regular no sleeves. No sleeves, yeah. yeah. But he had one of those on, and uh, I don't think he had air conditioning. I think he had a, if if anything, a fan. But I don't know why that that is so important because he was the original Jesse Marcel. Now I've talked to his son. And his grandson, uh, the grandson, uh, and I think Denise is his sister, I, I believe so. But when Stan was back, uh, he went over and helped with the Roswell story put together. That's what Stan is the most famous for. He is uh, pulling. Did you know that? That's the one that he, he helped pull the Roswell story together. And uh, I went... Go ahead. Before that, he actually worked for NASA. I didn't know that. Jet Propulsion uh, Place. Uh, he worked for TRW Systems and Aerojet General Nucleonics and McDonnell Douglas. Now, all uh, those he, are contractors. Yeah, he, he helped build the first nuclear rocket. Okay, he was a nuclear physicist, yeah, and he had a BS. And an MSc uh, in physics from the University of Chicago, all the way back to 1955 and 56. But he was in 14 years. Yeah, as a. I'm glad you got someone that had been there. Glad you got someone that had been there longer than me. I, I've got you guys beat by at least a year because I was there in 1966. So we brought it up in there, and that was where Dr. Thornton Page and I got uh, involved in a, in a lot of the the stuff that was going on on the moon. So, uh, and well, then Stanton Friedman. We're in, yeah. in meetings with us, along with uh, Dr. Werner von Braun, sat in the, right there in the meetings with him and uh, gave the reports on where we stood on the testing of the spacecraft and how we, what progress we were making. So I, I get back into to the history of some of these very, very famous people. Uh, so so you we met were just von doing a job. I beg your pardon? So you, you've met von, von Braun? Yeah, I certainly did. 
And and I All question right. is, well, is, they, is where where uh, Von Braun wound up, and I'm pretty sure that he wound up on on Mars uh, through the Mars Jump Room because I've I've in contact with some friends that claim that they actually ran into him there uh, in one of their tours on the Mars program. Uh, so there's a lot been going on behind the scenes that we're just now, some of us are just now starting to pull up, not only in our memories, but then with other people that have been involved in it. Well, did you That's also exciting. know Jack Parson? Uh, I met Jack Parson. Just, uh, now, I didn't get to get, because he's got quite a history with, with um, I'll call it black ops <laughs> or secrets. Or, <laughs> or, uh, you know what I'm talking about. So go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think between the three of us, uh, we we can cover a lot of territory, and uh, fortunately, we're still alive to bring the story out and let other people hear. And and most of us have got documents and things to prove that what we're saying is true. How about yourself? Well, I myself don't have any documents. I just have my brain where I've interviewed all these people and done the research myself, you know. I, I tell people, don't believe what I say, you know, do the research yourself. I mean, that's the only real re- way to prove to people, you know. And if you, you right. get down and start looking at this stuff, you, you're not going to come out of it after, you know, a couple of weeks of looking at this stuff and not believe something's out there. You're going Absolutely. to. That's all there is to it. And, and an interesting thing, and you can tell me, do you, do you have memory or knowledge of being involved with um, – uh, contact with extraterrestrials way back in your childhood. You have any not me that no. you remember? Not you. Okay, that's no, it's not me. I don't common. even believe I'm. I don't even believe I've been reincarnated here before. I believe this is my first trip to Earth. Well, uh, some some of us are slow learners and have to do it one way or the other. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding you. No, so it's good that you come in with a fresh heart and a fresh mind, which is is good. And so some of us that were kind of slow and had to be re-repeated through reincarnation so many times. Well, I, I believe we... I've been reincarnated other places, but not here before. No, not on planet Earth? Not on that, planet that's Earth. That's an interesting story. Hey, we'll have to talk about that sometime for sure. And I know TJ's been around the universe a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm... I feel like I've known a mad before, maybe. Yeah, I've met somewhere before, and it wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, and this is a very curious thing because we hit it off immediately, but it was like old friends in the voice, and uh, I don't understand that because I've never met a mad. But we just hit it off, and we seem to have some kind of similar. Uh, I would think it's higher learning, uh, higher consciousness with art and words and poetry and things that you can't understand, but you know it's connected somehow. So and, and you, know, you know your purpose here. And, and I know my purpose. And well, that, we're that connected people. Us, you know. <laughs> we're no. connected I, people. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to connect yeah. people who would normally get connected. And the team the first time I the first time I saw your picture today, it hit a flash in my mind that we've met before. And do you, you recall ever us uh, being at a function or something someplace where we, we I, probably... I think I produced a show that you were on with somebody one time about four years ago. That's possible. <laughs> well, we'll have to I talk about that produce, sometime. And, I used to and, produce a lot of shows, uh, and I've, I've cut back. I only produce uh, for the lessons now, and then do my own show. 
But I used to do oh, Dr. just about every night of the week for a couple of years. Uh-huh. Are you talking about Dr. Sasha Lesson? Oh, I, I produce both their shows every week. Okay, because uh, uh, he's the one that did the hypnotic regression. He's done that yeah, twice like for me Dr. now. Sasha's an extremely smart man. He is. There he is. And, and, and I appreciate all the research and stuff that he's done with the Anunnaki. There's a lot of us specialize in certain areas, and uh, uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I, a, I'm a generalist. That's what I call what? myself. I call myself a generalist. I, I, I dabble in all oh, these yeah. different sections, and I try to put pieces together. Good job. I appreciate that. Myself, I'm still trying to put my pieces when together. Get, when certain people get, uh, they get what I call snow blind to a subject. It's only that well, subject. They don't look outside it, and they don't see the connections that it has to other cultures and other places in history when they do that. You know, I think, I think you you also run into people like TJ and myself that uh, have been uh, had call it brainwashed or not brainwashed, but let's see, uh, mind mind swept to try to keep us from remembering events and places and things and where we were oh, and oh, what's yeah. going on. And so Uh-oh. that's I'm just now joining that group by getting. Getting all the way back to childhood and all the way up to present and different times of missing times in this timeline, but then finding out what was really going on during my life. So I've got yeah, a lot well, you, to learn about myself. Have you ever talked to Andrew Bachago? Oh, quite a lot. Like that, uh, he and I met in um, uh, Tennessee for a conference that, that we had going on up there about, I guess it was about three or four years ago. Yeah, he and I communicate well, he, he all the time. He speaks of the yeah. jump room that you mentioned earlier. And that's why. Well, he, I, he, yeah, he's not the only one, and right now he's trying to recover from uh, eye surgery because I'm pretty sure that he was zapped some way that that he he lost his vision, and they had to go in and and uh, really yeah. do surgery on his eyes and all that. And he's he's coming back coming back now, so people are going to be hearing a lot more about him as we go along here. So that's cool. Yeah, now I, I've talked to him a couple times, but I've never interviewed him. Now all the other ones oh. that were involved in that, I have interviewed. Okay. No, I'm I'm talking okay. about the, the, the jump room project, uh who oh, yeah. is it? Uh Man Man Mandel or Man Mandez? Uh Man, oh Mandez. Yeah, I'm I'm Bert, really terrible Bert. on Yeah, now I'm yeah terrible Bert, people's names. Uh, now Mandez he even admits himself, he said I don't I don't know what's real and what's not. They put so much stuff in my brain. I mean he even well, admits yeah. it. You know, to everybody, I actually done a marathon of a ten-hour talk one time. Sorry, um, that's one. That's one way to wear people down and then find out what they're really saying, isn't it? <laughs> if you can hold up that long. Oh, yeah, he was the one that wanted to talk, so I just let him go. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't yeah. recorded. That's the only bad thing about it. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh no. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I had them on my show. Hey, I had. Yeah, uh, didn't know ahead. anything about how to radio at the time. Now TJ's got some. Don't you have some experience with jump room or, and some of some of that stuff, TJ? Yeah, I was in Pet Project Pegasus, and where one on right. my leg, and also went to New Jersey, and uh, I went to Montauk Point, and that's where you went in the Long Island area. Beth Page, was that it? Where you, um, my grandfather, yeah, my, Beth, grandfather, my yeah. husband's father worked at Beth Page in Grumman. And didn't you go there? Because this is something that I was trying to clear with uh, 
Andy, but Andy didn't remember anything like that. So I don't think he ever went to New Jersey or Montauk for long. I sure did. I was there. I was there for the final phase testing. I was there for a month at Bethpage, Long Island with, with Grumman as one of the engineers. And we were testing uh, and the final assembly of uh, the test spacecraft called LTA-8, Lunar Test Article Number 8. And that's the one that we, we took down to Houston to the Johnson Space Center. And it was it was capable of, of to have gone to the moon because that's what we were testing, every system in there to be sure that the astronauts would be capable of flying it all the way down to the lunar surface and then back to orbit and back to Earth. So, yeah. Uh, Beth Page, it was quite a, oh, it's an interesting place to visit. I've got stories to tell about that. We were working uh, 12, 14 hours a day, 24-7s, what do you call it, um, for every, for, well, a while, for what, a month, a month or more there. So some there was one guy who every morning, you know, every day when you'd come into your time or your shift, they had uh, uh, clocks where you'd put your little card in and it would, it would sign you in for pay. This one guy had been there for three years and hadn't had a break or a day off because we were determined to beat the Russians to the moon. He put his card in, it clicked in. He turned around and he says, you know, I feel like crap. And he fell against the wall, slumped to the floor and, and died right then and there on the job. So there was a lot of, a lot of people who did a commitment. lot of work and a lot of effort. That was what? That's commitment. It, it sure was. But, and I was there when that happened. So, yep. Uh, a lot is, a lot is transferred. It's time now for us to knit it all back together, and I think that's what TJ, you're you're doing a good job of pulling all of all of us together and getting the truth out there. I kind of like being a part of that. Well, I hope that's what we're going to do on Friday night. If uh, but now, Ahmed, I think you were helping me one night on Revolution years ago, probably 2014. When when did you you hadn't written your book yet, uh, Ken and we hadn't met at least this time. I we go back to NASA in uh, sixty six, sixty seven, and you and I didn't right. meet until Mobile and talked about the Bernie. Uh, yep. not, well, Bern, not well, Bernie Mendez is now. That, is that right? It's Bernard Mendez because uh, I interviewed him at least twice, I believe, in one it, on Revolution and one on What was it? Well, Benny Mendez or Bernie Mendez, I'm sorry. Bernie. Bernie. It's Bernie, yeah. Bernie Mendez, okay. Now, he uh, was the one that had some kind of memory. He had heard uh, – I was working on Pegasus trying to put it together way before I heard about Bernie, but uh, he and I had some kind of history before, but uh, it, I was trying to figure out uh, how – uh, he and Bashago got together, but he said he heard him on uh, Art Bell show, and he was recalling. Bernie was recalling and put the story together with uh, uh, Andrew. Now, Andrew, I found him on Facebook years and years ago. He's younger than me, I think, about 10 years. Do you, how old is he? Uh, Ahmed, do you uh, know how old Andy is? Uh, Bernie's in his 70s. Well, I'm right. talking about Andy Andy he, he hasn't How been, he, is? he hasn't uh, uh, he hasn't been doing any kind of interviews lately at all. He's been uh, pretty much uh, ambulant, in my understanding. Oh, really? I was told. Uh, now, Bashago's uh, in his in his sixties, I think. Do you yeah, know? Just, just, I, 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 I,
Yeah, I think Andy is is like about sixty three or something like that, just barely. And here I am at seventy seven. I had a conference with uh, the Civil Air Patrol leaders last, up until late last night, and so I started saying, "Okay, any of you guys in here over seventy? None of them held up their hands. So I said, "Okay, respect your elders, because I got you beat at seventy seven." So, I'm I'm telling I'm uh, well this way. I'm going to live to at least a, a hundred and eighty. And so with that 180, then I'm going to push forward to going for the, the 200 because we've got the capabilities to uh, help people live longer lives. It's, of course, it depends on how we take care of this shell that we've been loaned. So I'm trying to do the I best I believe can. if you can make it to 2025, you'll live a heck of a lot longer. I think we'll have a, the telomere things that's straightened out by then. Well, it'll be, it'll be made public, not that it's not available now. It's just, we don't yeah, it, that's necess- what I was meaning, that it would go public. But it depends on what happens between now and then, you know. (laughs) Well, now, um, and TJ, I'm going to go ahead and put my reputation out there for what's left of it because of the people I've been in contact with that have uh, given me information of what they've been doing and as well as Mars, et cetera, and direct contact with extraterrestrials and some of the conference that I've been in that talk to me privately. And they're all saying, um, September the 22nd. Now that's pinning it down to a date. And something is going to happen that's going to make everyone stand up and say, "Oh my God, we are not alone in the universe. There are extraterrestrials, and we are making it." I, I really feel like that. If if it doesn't happen on September 22nd, then we will certainly know why, and hopefully I'll be able to recover my my reputation. But I'm, people can can quote me on that. Look for well, September 22nd. Dates are kind of hard to pin down because it could be the next parallel universe next to us that it opens up on the 22nd, you know? This is true. This is true. Uh, I mean, because uh, even the remote viewers like Courtney Brown, he said there was an explosion or a nuclear explosion at an L.A. airport on a certain date, and it turned out to be just a normal explosion. But they believe that in the parallel universe, it was actually a nuclear explosion. Are you up on what just happened today, uh, a big solar flare or something no. from the sun that's coming right at us oh. right now? Oh, yeah. That happened yesterday or the day before, and it's on its way oh, okay. out. Okay. I, I didn't, didn't really read it about it. I just seen the headlines and kept going. Yeah. I didn't read <laughs> it. My, my, wife, my wife's a speed reader, and she she keeps me informed. I'm, I'm dyslexic and slow. So, well, yeah. I know the deli- dyslexic part, believe me. Oh, you do? If I just walk, <laughs> You've been probably with the last There you go. It means we have to try harder to accomplish what other people get easy done and don't appreciate their speed reading abilities. So, well, we're we're making progress getting things all ready and um I'm like I say, um I'm I'm expecting more things exciting. We're we're down at what's that old expression? I think that was a Harry Potter thing that we we live in interesting times, or maybe not. But, uh, well, what's it's, funny? Well, that's Chinese proverb. Oh, oh yeah. you live in uh, interesting times. Amen. Andrew <laughs> was Andrew was involved with uh, the jump room in the early '80s. He's I think he's ten years younger than me. I, he may be fifty-seven. I'm sixty-seven. Janet's sixty-four, and. Uh, I can't find – I'm not really looking very hard. I'm looking on the website called Project Pegasus, and I found Andrew when I was researching. I had some missing time in the 80s, in 1980 
to 84. And oddly enough, that was the Project Pegasus timeline. But I was trying to, in my brain, thinking he was a little boy because uh, I was going back to the 60s when I went to Montauk Point uh, in Long Island. And uh, this is why you're important to me uh, as well, Ken, because having worked on Project Pegasus, it was about ESP and time travel and plasma and uh, what is that guy's name? Uh, we were trying to prove, I've got all this education in my head, Ahmed, and I want to get it out, and I'm hoping you and you and Ken can help me because Ken was working at NASA when I was at NASA. It's too coincidental. So uh, I was going in and out of meetings in uh, different – I went into the uh, – I was allowed everywhere. So I must have had a really high clearance because I got – I don't even know why they gave me carte blanche other than uh, I was tall. They called me an Amazon or Nordic, but I was uh, very uh, – 5'11", and I knew a lot because I had uh, – had ESP and what they call it, uh, alien, extraterrestrial, and white sands. My uncles, I had various uncles that worked in the Air Force and NASA, I may add, and one worked at Los Alamos, at least one, and one worked at NASA. He was married to uh, Catherine Smith, but I don't know what his last name was because he came and he slept in our house when we lived in Houston. But uh, he'd go to work, and this was after I had been there, and he was really shocked that I'd even been there. And then I told him, you know, meeting Alan Bean and all these different different astronauts that Ken met. But uh, my husband working in the Apollo, on all the Apollos, and uh, Chris Kraft hired him. But uh, the Werner von Braun story, I don't know why I was even involved or why I met him, but – this this is all confusing, and I want to put it together. So that's why it was important to start this work we're doing tonight. Well, yeah. And we've been working we need to put all, together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we put no, all those we pieces either. together in your book. And, and TJ, you put out a new book with put all of our pieces together in it. Were, were you at, at, at uh, Cape Canaveral when the moon missions went up? I was at Johnson Spacecraft when they took – over my husband was running the typing pool, T Stephen Lee Parrish. I was in Houston, and uh, Von Braun would come and visit there, but he was mostly at Huntsville and Marshall. Now, where was the Marshall? Right. Where was Marshall? Um, and that's your what, north of New Orleans? Up, up that big lake I was living in, in Titusville during all the moon missions, which yeah, is right there. I only got to go to a couple of the launches uh, and see the launches because you know we were busy all the way up right yeah right up to the right up to the time of launch and then we could all take a vacation for the time while they were on the lunar surface for you know for the whole trip nearly that plus the m month they nearly had to spend in uh, quarantine during the first uh, three missions and uh, so consequently you know I didn't get to go watch the launches but then again I got to take a little bit of time off and then back to work. <laughs> Uh, tell you I was going to say something about uh, time travel. Um, and now, Andy, um, he talks about the fact that his experience in going to, to Mars on the jump room is all in short short time. I mean, like um, a few hours or a, a day, but not long periods of time like the stuff that's coming out in my, my memory of uh, regression. 
is that yeah, I was stationed there at Atlanta. And then so when you come back, you get to get, get re, um, well, like replanted, what do you call it, back into your timeline. And sometimes there's a little missing gaps in your memory of what happened, and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what happened during that period of time? And this is where the um, the, the specialists like uh, Dr. Sasha and them come in handy because they can help us fill in the gaps there. And that's that's pretty big, I think, and kind of hard for me to grasp some of the things I was involved with. But uh, certainly like uh, saving um, William White Crow and, um, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, if you hear me go blank, please jump in because this auto accident where I was rear-ended and stuff has caused a little bit of problem with my frontal lobe that I'll well, drop starts, out for a moment. It all starts with the CIA and us yes. with Kennedy wanting to go to the moon. So there was uh, Marshall where he worked in Huntsville, where Werner von Braun worked in Huntsville, and Redstone Arsenal. And I've been all over Huntsville, Alabama, and, uh, you know, in and out. And I uh, don't remember putting in for a job there, but Redstone, but – uh, NASA Marshall Space Flight Center, but I saw, him, you know, when he they did go down to Titusville or to Orlando, where where uh, the this NASA was right there, where they there's two places right there where the Saturn went off, right, and that was here in Florida, and I didn't get yeah, to that, go that there. was Cape Cape Kennedy, which was just uh, outside of uh, Titusville, Florida. So that right. was called Cape Canaveral before it was Cape Kennedy. Yes, it yes. was called Cape, Cape Canaveral. All right, I should know that from my daughter's, uh, I mean, my granddaughter's uh, books that just not two weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on one, this Friday night show one night. Well, the Marshall astronauts come to school and everything a couple of times, and we got to meet him in that. So you got to meet Von Braun when he came over to uh, your school? I don't, know if, I don't remember him, but I remember a couple of the astronauts. Oh, a couple of the astronauts. Which yeah. ones? Some of the first ones, like the first uh, seven, John Glenn or yeah. who? John who Glenn, uh, uh, Shepherd uh, came one time. Uh, John Shepherd. Glenn. Uh, oh, uh, the one that went kind of crazy here recently, uh, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I Buzz got, yeah. oh, you're talking about when yep. he went down to south to the South Pole and kind of tripped him yeah, out. Kinda, you're talking he about? kind of yeah. wigged out. After that, <laughs> so long, so long as he doesn't go back into becoming an alcoholic for a while, he's he's got a lot to piece together, and so he, he he's he's one of the one of the forces or, or people with more information. If we can get him, get it out of him, that's the important thing. Well, uh, he landed his, on the moon with, uh, yeah. with Neil Armstrong on Apollo Eleven. Yeah, his family was trying to separate from everybody. What? You know? Why? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, his family. They tried to make it so he was uh, declared incompetent and take over everything. Oh, really? I believe. Oh, in court that's, right that's, now. Really? I haven't heard about that. That's 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 criminal. That's criminal. Yeah, I Why? thought so too. Why? Because did he really? Because what he's done. Something? I mean, <laughs> you know, Has and he's he got sick. Alzheimer's? Uh, well, that's kind of what they're saying. Wow! After him going to, to the uh, moon with Neil Armstrong, well, he's worth over twelve million dollars. So, you know, well, he earned a fortune. Have... You know, 
you know, I really do. Yeah. Gosh. Well, how would we find out? At least he's still alive. Neil Armstrong's dead. So his family, it was in USA Today a year ago, says Buzz Aldrin's Sue's family allegedly fraud. Andy Aldrin, the controlling trustee of his estate, oversees worth millions of dollars, assets of over 240 thousand in 2016 according to irs documents but it is they say it's worth millions so how old would he be i wonder how old he really is uh i would have to look him up on wikipedia i guess that's where we go these days yeah it should give yeah it should give a date for his birth there let me look here let's see apollo 11 crew with uh now that's uh, Michael Collins, Neil Armstrong. We never remember Michael Collins. I can always remember Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. But I always – did you have any trouble with that, uh, remembering the other guy, Michael Collins? And why He's is the one that? that stayed in the module. Oh, that's why. <laughs> he was out there making sure they could hook back up. That's, yeah. that's why. Good point. He stayed – Flying out, so when they they came back up, they could dock, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Ken, that's why we don't remember his name, Michael Collins, because he was stayed in the around going to the dark side of the moon, right? He, was that he got one? to go, could play. Wow, a lot of history going on there for people. Uh, this is something we need to talk about, though. Let's see, Alden retired. Aldrin in 19, March 72, but he started making public appearances as an advocate for space exploration and uh, pushing 2009 for a manned mission to Mars. So that was good. So he had a good, uh, you know, a good run, folks, up until, I guess, 2018. So when he said, it says, what has he said about aliens and UFOs? along with three other astronauts, passed lie detector tests over claims they'd experienced alien encounters. Now, that's important. In, eight, in April 2018, Aldrin, along with three other astronauts, passed lie detector tests over claims that they had experienced alien encounters. Okay? So that's very important. Now, Aldrin was 1988. He saw a spaceship on his way to the moon. There was something out there that was close enough to be observed. He said, so uh, alleged encounter with alien life. Now, you know, that's enough for people to think you're take his money away, but not if it really happened. He passed a lie detector test. It was, you know, that he saw a spaceship out there. So, a lie, you know, lie detector test is not submissible in court. Oh. Well, they, he said his two kids and his business manager was stole his money. So he had to file on his kids about his uh, finances, but they said he was suffering memory loss and confusion. So that was filed June 2018, but his kids were Andrew 60 and Janice 60, contended Aldrin had been associated with new friends who were trying to alienate him from his family at an alarming rate. But they, yeah, they're trying to say Buzz... Uh, had claimed he suffered from dementia and it's his Alzheimer's disease. So you got to be careful, folks, as you get older, because we have found out that neuroplasticity in your brain, it's not like throw the old people away, because it's true if you don't use it, you lose it. 
but your brain can make new roads, new paths. And this is something we're proving in science. So it's not just hearsay. It's look it up about your brain and how it works. We're all working it towards consciousness and how this works. So he's up there then. If he was 88 in 2018, so that makes 89 probably, coming on 89. So he's about, what, 12 years older than you? So you're 76 right now, right, uh, Ken? So he's 88. So it'll be 89. I don't know when his birthday is. So he was quite older than you, Ken, Buzz Aldrin. Did you know that? Ken, can you hear me? Yeah, it says call dropped. Oh. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe he'll call back in. Uh,. I hope so. It says he dropped. He might have pushed it by accident or maybe he had to go to the restroom. But uh, this is important, all the work we're doing. Am I, am I, uh, hope I'm going to make some headway here because pulling all this together, it's important, I feel like, that we've got all these levels of uh, existence. And I don't see him now. Yeah, it said it, he dropped. So we'll get him back on here. So, but wasn't he just talking? It hadn't been that long, has it, Matt? Because I just pulled over. It had to have been since you started talking, because he was there just before you started talking. About about Buzz Aldrin. Okay. Now, I can't see it, so I can tell you. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully. I'm I'm on Skype. (laughs) His phone may have given out. Maybe he'll plug it back in, and we'll get him back here. But uh, this... There's various people with various levels, and then that we've got the uh, Stan Friedman story that was doing Roswell and getting that on the map. And I worked on that case and went to talk to Jesse Marcel and went out to San Diego, Balboa, and I was already – now, the thing with the CIA, the reason I bring that up is I never realized until I saw some pictures of NASA at CIA near Langley, and it said Langley. NASA Langley, and I was like, what? Because I didn't have any memories of that, and then I have missing time. I went to uh, from NASA in the 60... I need to put all this together in this book he was mentioning. We're going to put all this together. He said, I have been cut off. I wonder why. He's just telling me something on email. How do I get to him? Let's see. Well, he can call back in. How do I – can you catch him or see if you can get him? He just says, I have been cut off. Well, maybe I can call him back. Let's see. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you have a button up there that says call guests? Yeah, but uh, can you tell me his number? <laughs> Let's see. It's, hold on. It's probably on this other phone. Let me see. Yeah, it's in, <laughs> in your in your Skype that you sent me earlier today. That's right. Okay, let's go look at Skype. And uh, we'll get him back here. I'll call him. Let's see. Here's a mad. And folks, uh, you'll have to forgive us. This is going to be on. I know the. Uh, here it is. Okay. Now, let's see. Five oh five. Hold on. Now, uh, how do I do this? And I've got to have different screens. Let me put in that. <laughs> I won't say his number out over. 
folks. Yeah, but I'm getting back. Yeah, but yeah, because he is relatively famous, believe it or not, very famous, and uh, especially going around and and talking at these conferences. Uh, I've known a thousand about him since Hoagland brought him out. Yep, you have. It was him that brought him out, and then I, I, uh, let's see here. It says dial. And, uh, Ahmad, I guess, can you hear that, Ahmad? Is it ringing on the line? Okay, let's see if he answers. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Five zero five seven one five nine eight four zero is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Wow, that is loud. Okay, Ken, we called you, and uh, it went to your machine. So plug your phone up. Maybe you can call back. It was on the hour, roughly five hours after. All right. The call in is 347-945-7207. And we have roughly an hour left of the show. So give us a call back. Thank you, Ken. We did call you back on the show. All right. Well, that was interesting. I don't know why unless he ran out of who knows. But what we're trying to do here, folks, is put together the Werner von Braun story with NASA and Ken R. Johnston and all the different astronauts. That's one level of existence of marketing and being an advocate for space travel, just like Buzz Aldrin was and still is. He's one of the few left still on the planet. And Ken R. Johnston's pulling up the next level. There were several groups, the first seven and nine, and then another seven that they were putting up. I don't know where they got the number seven, but they like that number. We lost the crew of seven, didn't we, uh, with the te- school teacher, and then again later, and uh, I'm following all of that, but we want to get men in space, and uh, actually, we don't talk about it much, but Ken was asked to be a, uh, his, a Mars candidate, so he has that outfit as well, and then he's helping me get all of us together with uh, a man, and then Stan Friedman just passed away, and I put... I used to talk to Stanton Friedman. Uh, back, he was 1933 to 2019. But Stanton and then Ahmad had him on his show. And he well, was. Well, uh, actually, it was somebody uh-huh. else's show. I was co hosting. Oh, you were co hosting, okay. Yeah. Well, I had him on my shows, and he was a really nice guy and super, super kind and. Uh, I don't know that it has anything to do with Project Pegasus, but believe it or not, Andrew D. Bishago, the time space has begun, he said, time space age. But Andrew uh, Bishago came later after I started, but he said that he, his quest that says uh, Project Pegasus is a quest begun in 1968 by Andrew D. Bishago while he was serving as a child participant in the U.S. time-space program. Now, what's funny is he quotes 68, and he would have been a child, and that's when I went there. So, But he didn't remember me when he met me. Now, what do you think of that, Ahmed? Because he doesn't – he's scared he, – he, he wants to follow nothing but the truth in his own mind, 
But I was there, and I wear Pegasus on my leg, and it was about space-time and what we could handle with ESP. So some people, time travel, space experiences may – he says he's been blocked. He's on Skype right now, so I'll have uh, – can you try to get him? He says Ken Johnston and Skype. I have yeah, let me see if I. Yeah, let me see if I can pull him in on, on Skype. Okay. Uh, give me just a second. What is it? Uh, it was uh, Mars One Astronaut Underscore One. Remember yeah, he had no. two. Mars One Astronaut Underscore One for Skype, and he puts that out for his email. Mars One Astronaut at gmail.com folks so we're going to try to pull him in here because you know, just a second I gotta... yeah he's he did get in touch with me on Skype though because it came through on Skype but it has something to do we've been teaching him how to use Skype today and uh, Ahmad's sort of the pro because he's been using it for years and Ahmad helps me and I don't do much on Skype folks uh, but Ahmad has given... to it on You're not getting him. Uh, it Ken, keeps giving me that. I'm not getting anything right now. It says Let me Skype. See that, let me see if that it works. It says Johnson plus 15. So where is he, yeah. Ken? I mean, he's typing to me on. Interesting how this works. I can get him mad to bring you in. It, it says, says unavailable. Yeah, his phone or something. Are you on your phone? Are you on your phone? So, folks, we're learning how this works. We should all know, being that we're in the communication business, but he, Ken Johnston, is typing. So, are you on a phone? It's coming over. It's coming over Skype. Over Skype. <laughs> I don't know how to, how to. We've got all of our right. our phones. Yes, I am on the phone. Okay, yeah, that's so this, what it is. Okay, well, I'm calling. Uh, I'm calling him on on the white suit. One. Okay, that's the one he's on right now. You want me to? What do I do to tell him so he can answer it? Okay, Ken, tell him to hang up. No, right. tell him to answer the call. Well, he's <laughs> on. He's uh, Ken. Yes, I'm on the phone. Okay, yeah, Ken. I see that. We are calling you now. It's saying uh, Cohen. So, uh, I don't know. Hit the green he, button that says accept. On his phone? Uh, wherever it is. I don't know about phones. Uh, I don't have Skype on a phone. I don't have a phone. Okay. Well, this is, I remember how this used to be so confusing with thinking because, folks, what will happen is, my computer can be in my lap and my phone on, and it'll so, ring on both my phone and my computer. Yeah, it's set, on, set on available again. Let me try again. Well, he's got to hang his phone up in order for you well, to get you should, it. Well, it should go. Yeah, it should go to either one. Because okay, I can. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I, I tell you, they they knocked me right out of it. It could just be Skype too. Yeah. Not, uh, my connection's going going down for about two seconds and then back up. Right now, I'm I'm off I'm off the cell phone and I'm on my uh, speaker uh, with my my computer. 
Yeah, that's, that's the best way. You need to turn your speaker down a little bit. Say that again? Turn your speakers down a little bit. Okay. I mean, I need to get my hearing aids and turn them up. Yeah, it's fading back. Okay, stand by. I'm going to go get my hearing aids. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, well at least we got him back. That's good. You did on that end. And, uh, folks, for us, you know, we didn't have the Internet, and we didn't have laptops, and we didn't have cell phones. Oh, no. So give us a you break. You had to go to the library <laughs> and hope they had the book. We're having to help each other with uh, this, and it sounds funny that you can go to the moon or you can go out in space, but even Werner von Braun had Marshall's neutral buoyancy tank suit on, but he's gone now, you know, so he died in 1970, but he helped us with the Saturn V. The V2s were manufactured, and, uh, you know, he got us... Actually, there was another guy. He thanks a guy, but Von Braun got credit for it. And I can't remember that guy's name, unfortunately, but there was another guy that figured out how to get us around and to the moon. And, Mad, can you remember his name? The engineer worked at NASA? The only one I can think of is Jack Parson. No, this guy, uh, what was his name? Dang it. We've got to do this right. uh, Adair? It was engineer uh, that you talking got about a uh, there? No, I don't think so. It may be. Let's see. The engineer could make a living of the moon reality. Let's see the moon and Mars. Oh, what was his name? Nottingham Union Union Jail. Let's see. Oh goodness. Uh, North American Downey Brenner was grappling people. It, uh, I know that he turned around and thanked him. Werner Braun Braun and shook his hand. Put man, uh, uh, George Mueller, engineer who helped put man on the moon, dies at 97. I wonder if it was George Mueller that was the engineer. Uh, gosh, I've got to go back in time and see their faces. Uh, there's a story. Was it George Mueller? I he, he did a lot of work on the Apollo stuff. Sending or American astronauts. Yeah, the V rocket. Uh, he was the one that fought. Is that is he coming back? Is that? Ken? Yeah, am I uh, too loud or we okay? No, we can't even hear you. Oh, really? <laughs> That's not good. Well, for some what? reason you're low. You got a volume yes. control on that? Yes, and I, I turned it down. There we go. Go up a little bit higher. Okay, I'll crank it up a little louder. How's that? Mm. We can hear you, but... Right off the, off the speakers. Yeah, see, that, you, I'm talking about your microphone, not your uh, earbuds. Yeah, no, I, it's the microphone. I, I, oh, the microphone? I don't know. If yeah. I can... Go go into your Skype settings like I showed you earlier and see if it's turned up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got the screen through Skype, but then... Uh... <laughs> well... 
figuring out all the communications. That's why I named my company American Communications Online, but I have advanced communications too. So I'm using TJ Mars Agency. It's just easier if people seem to remember my name better than all the other long ones I've got. But I thought it was pretty good, but you know, it's just so long to write out. But I've got a lot of different domains. So a lot of these people have passed that helped get us up to the moon and, and back. But, uh, Amanda, did you get a chance to see my book at all or any part of it? I read it. I read what? it. No I way. I read it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I, I read most of it. Now, I didn't read some of the glossy you had in there. The glossy. I don't know what the glossy means, but. Uh, like your, you know, the, your emails people send you and stuff. Oh, but you read the the part with me and Tom meeting guests. Oh yeah, going yeah. On. yeah. Really? And the first okay. part. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. Can uh, Can did you get a chance to look at it, the story yet? No, no, I have not. Okay. Well, we can talk about the time travel, and that's time and the space age, but. Now, what I want to do with Ken and Ahmad folks is get them to help us get organized and decide which associations people want to be in. So some like aliens, some like the nut and bolt UFOs, some like the time travel, which I have uh, – Ahmad actually helped me start Ericop years ago, 2014, I think, Education Research Community Online Press. But he was already in the ACO with me from the beginning with uh, Janet Carlesson and Tommy Hogsblood, ACO, which originally was Ascension Center organization for our ACE Metaphysical Institute and raising consciousness. And he actually has that on his Facebook with the ACO Association. And we've not made any money, not that it matters, because we're just a group of people. (laughs) But (laughs) we'd like to put it together and have a, a meeting sooner or later. We may just teach some of this stuff, but we got to get people together and decide where we're going to put them. Now, uh, we've got some of the prior military, and that's sort of why I'm leaning towards a mad Navy. I'm Navy, and Ken's Marine, and then I worked 13 Recon in Kaneohe Base on the, when I was in Hawaii. But I've worked with the Marines, and my brother was a Marine out of Pendleton and uh Ken, you went to Pendleton and here at Pensacola flight training and over to San Diego, right? And then I was over to um, um, yeah, the Marine Corps Air Station El Toro, which no longer exists. Okay, but you understand when we talk prior military and then the reason we have to have order and chaos, we all understand it's easier to do a job when you have a designation and then your seniority, that's based on time and grade. Basically, and you're listed and your officers from O up or E1 to E9, I believe, unless you become a warrant officer. One, two, you become captains and go on up. I think you start out lieutenant. Oh, you start off as a. I forgot second already lieutenant. in the Navy. O1, you you're one, second lieutenant. O2, you've got first lieutenant, then you've got uh, uh, captain, major, lieutenant colonel, colonel, uh, brigadier general, general, lieutenant general. You're all the way up and down. All right. And then uh, I know that Rick was a GS-18, and that was equal to a, a two- or three-star. But uh, the people that were met or have worked with the Navy, it seems, 
in the space agency, and we're going to call that the Allied Command because of uh, working together jointly with even NASA, Langley Air Force, CIA, and uh, how we're going to go forward with all these people that have passed historically. But there's a lot of people out there that have been in YouTubes, but we're going to do what we can to fill in our blanks is to put why did nobody ever put all these together? And uh, the space travel, and you do lose time when you go out in space the way we think of it on the planet. And some of the time we couldn't put back, and that was in my book. But uh, I'm mad. Do you remember anything that caught your fancy on how this will affect us doing this radio show and how we can pull these different groups together? Uh, the thing about it is, is uh, most of these groups they they want to. Uh, it's like MUFON. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched MUFON, but they, they can never agree on anything. They always think yep, they're the right, people. you know, that's and <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to get people to sit down and listen to another version of basically the same story, just different characters. Exactly. We're having that. So how we, how can we do this? Go ahead, Ken, your turn. Yeah, what do you think? That's what, that's what validates a lot of our stories is it, um, other people that may have been involved are, are uh, part of it. They give their side of the story, and that kind of validates each other that uh, we're talking for real, not talking about make-believe. Right. Just because one says it was a gray alien and one says it's a reptilian doesn't mean it wasn't the same aliens that abducted them. It's just that's what they were projected out and made to believe that's what they were being abducted by. Yeah, right. And a lot of it could just be at a conscious level in their mind well, and what you yeah, see, it's, it's, screen of the mind. Yeah. Your perception, or, or or their perception of what they want you to perceive. Yeah. So, shoot, it could yeah. all be our government. <laughs> yeah, it could just be to give you us know? good drugs and make us think that they're taking us. <laughs> and we can't prevent well, we that unless we're physically there. Got to watch it. We already know this. of them, but I do know uh, Sasha, and I think he's a very uh, reputable person, and he is good at heart. I do know that. I mean, he t- intends no harm to anybody. Right. So I, I don't think he's trying to lead you on or anything. No, I, I've been with him in person uh, twice uh, on conferences and things, and, and a lot of communications back and forth, but 
So I mean, I trust him completely and totally. Or else, in fact, that whenever he, he wanted to do the 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 regression session with me, because I was a, a quite good hypnotist back uh, during college days, and I would uh, hypnotize student friends and help them cram for exams, and they would make excellent grades doing that. Wow. Uh, when we when we were discussing hypnotizing me, I had keyed myself uh, to prevent anyone else from uh, being able to put me under. And so it took me nearly a month to go back and uh, reprogram myself to allow him to do that. And, and it was quite successful. The next time we met down at the uh, contact in the desert, I think that's where we did the last one. Yeah, he, I trust I trust him completely. So and if, if everybody agrees that it's best that I, I stick with the right one, then that's where I, what I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't really know about anything to do with regression therapy. I've never had it done and never witnessed it firsthand or anything. Just talk to people about it. Been hidden in your brain cells. Oh yeah, now I have I have watched tapes of it and stuff like that, but uh, I'm talking about you know firsthand experience. No, I've never had any. Okay. But it'd be interesting to watch, you know. <laughs> the next time, next time that uh, Sasha and them are in the states and we're going to be at the same conference, we'll be sure and let you know, and you can show up and participate with us. Oh, I'd be lucky to leave this county. I ain't left it in 30 years. <laughs> He doesn't get around. We have to do everything in the digital community. But we could do it with Skype. We can start showing up and having webinars and things like that. You know, Stanton Friedman was big on Majestic 12 papers, and I had a copy of those at one time. And uh, he and I got to talk a lot, but he was very much staying on a certain level of finding of facts and scientifically in the nuts and bolts, right? But towards the last... You could probably, you could probably get a copy of them on the Black Vault website. Yeah, probably. So I used to know them pretty well, but uh, they had the black writing and the red, the red ink on them too. But uh, he wanted to know how I got a copy. I said... I couldn't tell you that, even if I could tell you that. And I just said a copy on my dresser. He's like, but I want to know how it got on your dresser. (laughs) (laughs) And I just said, I can't tell you that, Stan. I don't really know. And then he'd asked me about, you know, Marcel, and I told him the story. But since he had gone, see, he didn't want to share my story because I went and talked to Marcel before he did for the Navy. They picked me up and took me down in a – it seemed like it was a navy blue van back then. But so this is – you know, my story coming out, it's sort of – I talked to Don Berliner. I talked to Stan. I talked to Glenn Dennis. But, see, I've not written my story as finding a fact like you would an investigator, right? So that book is, is – you know, I've got a lot of books out there, but it was more putting it to stay hidden by my – channel named Tara herself or Rose which is what Sally called me actually that's just a prelude oh yeah you're right yeah yeah, it's just the beginning it's just the beginning of the real story (laughs) (laughs) well can you you can you help me put it together you you cut it off when the story was really getting going Oh, you noticed that. Yeah, I was saving that, and then my husband died on me. But remember, now, I don't. you were back with us 2012, 2013, 2014, all those times. 
Tom didn't die till December 2015, and he was only four. Let's see, how old was he? Fifth. He was he was born 1959, and he died in 2015. So he had just turned what 56. Yeah. And I I only talked to him the one time on uh, on the radio, and he was in the background a couple of times saying stuff, but he only got on one time while I was on. All right. Well, he didn't want us to be exposed uh, with our name. He was at Camp David. He was the one talking about the aliens uh, for at Camp David with uh, Ronald Reagan. And uh, Janet knows a lot of the stuff nobody else knows, but she wants to put it in our book. And uh, I'm putting together a part with – see, Andy, Andy and I – repelled each other really bad and janet thinks there's a reason for that when andy and i now ken i met you and andy well, see, that together. could be programmed that that could actually be programmed into you yeah i think janet finally after this many years because me and andy uh we we it's like we're the same family our brother and sister but you put us in a room and we go opposite directions so why is that See, see now I've I've had him agree to come on a show with me three times and he stood me up three times, but yeah, I have no problem talking off air with him. Yeah, and then he's been on my radio show two or three times, at least twice, and uh, he talked to me on the as long as he thinks I'm recording him and doing live on the air. But what he didn't like was in person when I met him, me and. Uh, Ken here on the radio show with us here, Matt. We met him in Mobile. It wasn't Tennessee. Um, uh, Lewis Reinhardt was in Tennessee, Ken, but you came to meet us in Alabama, me and Andy and Janet and Sasha in Mobile, Alabama. That's when I was moving them um, from uh, Memphis, or no, from Texarkana, but we went to that event uh, with you guys first, and then we drove on back from there to uh, New Mexico. That's where we got them down. Will he record a mad? I can't tell if it's going to record on the YouTube. I can tell I watch it on the television. It it should. Okay, I can barely hear you, Ken. Uh, could you hear him okay, Ahmed? Because you've got you know. Uh, yeah, I, I could hear him, but he's on my Skype too. So. <laughs> yeah, he's on your Skype. I'm not sure why it 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 has to do with your Skype settings. I'm sure your speaker just needs to be, or your microphone needs to be turned up in your Skype settings. Is this microphone working? There you go. Okay. Well, that's I don't have the. Okay, I can't, I'm hearing you over my speakers, but I'm speaking over the microphone. Go for that. Yeah, that. That's what I do. I got an external mic, and then I listen to the computer. Doesn't take much to confuse me these days. <laughs> but you sound oh, great. Yeah. This technology now. is easy to get confused. It's a high tech. Yeah. Okay. Well. Good. I'm, I'm, can you repeat what you said? Before about uh, uh, meeting me and and Andy, we were in Mobile, Alabama, 
at the University right. of Southern Alabama. They call it USA, University right. of Southern Alabama. And, and we, we met. We each... mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, and then then after after that was over, um, part of the way back uh, back we stopped at these people's nice home, and we had a uh, a, a big party, and we all kind of hung out there together. Uh, do you remember exactly where that was? Um, but it was a, a good hour was, or so drive from. Well, we went two places. Uh, we had two days, Ken, together. We had uh, Saturday and Sunday. And so at, we met at the University of Southern Alabama at a big, right. where they have the big uh, auditorium, but we were in the sidebar, a side uh, <laughs> conference for Mars Anomaly Research Society. And after that, we went over across the street in the evening for dinner at the restaurant two nights in a row. Yeah. But Sunday, well, Sunday, we went to uh, that hour you're talking about. We drove to Lewis Reinhardt's home and had right. a big cookout on his back porch. And right. uh, th- that's where we hung out all day. And we had the meeting for our group, ACO, for the ACO Club, which Ascension said, and you helped take notes. And made and some the minute. Of them, some, you know, some uh-huh. of them jumped in the uh, in the jacuzzi out on the back porch too. So I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember no? the jacuzzi. Well, that's because because we were in the living room and we were all sitting around on the couches, around in a circle there, and we we started uh-huh. uh, the long discussion. You were there for that. Oh, uh, Russell. You? Russell Kellett sent a message. I wonder. Russell, did did you get in touch with Russ Kellett, Ahmed? Oh, uh, no, I didn't talk to him. Oh, you want to see if you can bring him in on while you got – Is, I don't think is he was, on? He was just is, messaging me on the bottom about something uh, uh, on – but he's got another piece of the puzzle, folks. And uh, I never – I was repelled by the name Super War, Super Soldier that Janet and Lori and Fenton tried to tag me with. And that's me and my husband repelled that. And now Ken's gotten the same adverse because we were just regular in military uniforms and training. What's, right? his, what's his skate name? R something K? I don't R-K-K. remember what the... Oh, shoot. Hold on. I'll look it up. Uh, folks, well, believe it or not, we get things done. We just have to help each other. <laughs> well, he, he's got several skates. And okay, let me look. It's not R.J. R.J. Kellett. R.J. Kellett. So he's on. There we go. And let's see. Uh, do, do you want to come on uh, on show uh, tonight? Because he stays in range of hours. Okay. And uh, now remember, Ken, what we want to do is figure out all these pieces, and you're going to chart them for us, remember, because we had – William Tompkins had a piece, uh, Werner von Braun, or Werner von Braun, but now he's gone. And uh, shoot, so many of the astronauts are gone, but the part is that we have a reality and we wore uniforms. Then there's the Project Pegasus development with DARPA, Defense uh, Advanced Research Project. Agency, we call it DARPA, and uh, when they were doing microwaves and trying to do the Philadelphia experiment, <coughs> and really they were using microwaves, just trying to make it 
covert like we used on the spacecraft. But it's important because uh, not only that, but we started proving time travel could possibly happen in physics years and years ago. And that's when we bring in. Okay. Well, now he's coming through. Who's RJ? RJ. Oh, that's loud. Excuse me. Oh, I just saw you cough on Skype. I I can see your face. (laughs) You got the camera going. Excuse me. I'll turn. I'll turn it off. Let me know. I'm surprised it's no, even. Just, uh, sorry about that. I put your name on the last part that you came on, Russ. Russ, this is TJ, and I've got Ken R. Johnston, the astronaut consultant for Grumman. We were talking about the UFO Association and then putting on the Allied Command Organization, which Ken's going to represent, and bringing all these groups together in alien contact organization and then we have alien hunters with daryl sims coming over there now daryl sims and ken will be coming over there to the uk can you help us find out uh ken i mean uh russ uh you're over in the uk i think it's the ufo truth magazine where uh we need to know the date in the uk for Ken, he he can't seem to find the date for the UK. Uh, he's got his passport ready. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that? yeah, it's it's um it's Gary's that's Gary's conference, Gary Esseltine's conference. Okay, what's the date? Uh, oh, I don't know, but I can find out for you. Um, how soon do you need to know? Oh, and next couple of minutes would be fine. <laughs> I, I've got it. I, my desk is one of these old timers. I've got notes and pieces of paper scattered everywhere, and I can't find the damn thing that I need right now. Okay, so I've got to find my day timer. Um, let me let me just see. Hang on. Let me just have a look here. All right. Whilst we talking, I'll uh, I'll go on another computer. Um. Yeah, Russ is the baby of the group. Russ, you're going to have to help us over there in the UK. Tina Bird, too. You know Tina. She'll help us in the UK. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Is it daylight yet there in the UK? It's the, yeah, it's quarter to three in the morning. <laughs> well, quarter it's getting quite dark here. It's yeah, dark I'm here. Just doing some, I'm just, I was just doing some drawings, but never mind, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I see the ones you posted up there on Facebook. I'm just doing some quick sketches. I kind of, of looks like uh, an uncle of mine. Say again, sorry. I said it kind of looks like an uncle of mine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's an uncle you wouldn't want. I get my book kicked <laughs> all the time with them. I'll tell you. Right, let me just have a look now. Let me just have a look. Um, <laughs> Um, okay. It well, takes me forever, so yeah, you just carry on, and I'll, I'll have a look for it for you. All right, Russ. How right. old are you, Russ? Are you in your forties? Me? Uh-huh. Yeah, you. I'm, I think I'm fifty. I think I'm fifty-six. Hey, well, all of you are children. 
All of you are children compared to me. I'm only 77. Well, that's Homer Pinkman. Get me by a little. <laughs> that's not bad, is it? Really, 77. You're just beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're just beginning. Really, yeah. I mean. My my next stop is 180. Well, if if we if we if we get um, an upload and um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, what do they call it now on these new download and um, DNA downloads? Have you, have you heard about them? Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that just, we... basically they just tap into your DNA now and, and what have you with um, computers and and just turn your what do you call it on your, your aging process? Turn it off. Maybe we can just pick a real good-looking kid, uh, a baby, and then we can download back into that brain and start all over. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a couple of movies out there like that. Yep. Mm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, some of the things that I, I've, I've seen, it's um, yeah, a bit <laughs> uh, a bit too close to home. Apparently, some of these secret societies do that, don't they? You know what I mean? They use the bodies and they put the brain in the bodies and what have you, sort of thing. Yeah, scary, scary things, really. Right, so it's um, truth. Um, Do you know what the name of the conference is, uh, Ken? Uh, well, it'll, be, it'll come on the Truth Magazine conference. Um, it's on a piece of paper on my desk. How's that? <laughs> I thought maybe you might know this. Lectures. It'll come under. I don't know why. I hate that word lecture. But you know, yeah. lectures. I, I hate that when it's like lecturing to people. Oh, anyway, we're gonna give, um, we're gonna, I'm going to give a presentation. Yeah, remind you of a teacher scolding you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got a thing about anyway. Right. I'll still now. We'll right, get a lecture have, now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so UFO Truth Magazine. It was 2018. What's the 2019? He had it in April in 2018. The UFO Truth Magazine. Right, hang on, wait a minute. Shall not be um, TJ. Uh, right, Truth Magazine. Um, online. Let's have a look online. Here we go. Well, I, I have well, it. On my, I have it on my computer, but I'm not about to touch any buttons here. I'll lose you guys. I don't want to do <laughs> well, here's the deal. We've got several things going on with Project Pegasus, Project Stargate, which Janet was a part of. It's all about learning. Now the. In 68, Andrew Bushago was serving as a child, but he swears he was working because his dad worked or was a consultant for the CIA. And Ken and I were both already signed up at NASA, but we both went up to Beth Page. And I went, my daughter was born 1968, and she went with me in 68, 69. And then he was. He said 140 school children enrolled in Project Pegasus. I don't know where he got that number at all. I don't know where he's getting his information. But Say, he I, I, think that, uh, I think – have you ever uh, talked to Preston Dennett? Yeah, yeah, I interviewed him on my show and was asking him what was I, going I on. I think he's, he's the one most information come from. Oh, really? Oh, really? From, 
Believe it. I, I might be mistaken, but he—he's the one that wrote the book about on Montauk, or helped write the book on Montauk. Yeah, Peter Moon, the Sky, Sky Publishing, but he's passed now. But Peter Moon, uh, he was on my show before he passed. See, the thing is, instead of farming, Ahmed, I did shows on Revolution Radio, but I never got CD copies, and I don't know how many of mine were on. That's why. I didn't mind leaving and coming back just where I could archive them because now, you know, I have maybe Bernie on here and I may have uh, Andrew over here. But remember, I was working Revolution and I had no control over my numbers or my copies. So I've lost a lot of my stories. You had control over your copies of your show. You could download and do whatever you wanted with it. Uh, uh, Well, I don't have the copies back then and uh with revolution uh, no, they're not there yeah he he said he'd print them out at the end of the year i believe but he doesn't keep the past years does he because it costs so much no because of, of cost yeah he'll keep two years or three years and that's it yeah yeah go ahead yeah uh, well found here at the moment is um, right, the 7th UFO Truth Magazine International Conference February 2019 Say that again Say that again in English, will you please? February 29th uh, 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 That was uh, the 19th 2019 That's already passed are you saying that's next year in February 2019? No. No, that, that's right. What what are we in now? We're September 2019 now. Okay, well, February 2019 over. So that's been and gone as that one. So let me have a look at that. Right, so that's I found one that I found. September 14th and 15th. September. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah September 14th, 14th and 15th. And at the UK. Yeah, right. Got it. I'll, I'll find it now. <laughs> but I'm not going to punch the buttons and, and lose you guys. TJ, when have you got it? Does it say home first? I just found it. Uh, it took me that long to find it while you were looking for it. It actually, uh, when you said the seventh, that's how I pulled it up because I couldn't pull it up. It was on the seventh UFO Truth Magazine International Conference, but it came up on. Actually, on Facebook, believe it or not, Facebook UFO Truth Magazine. It's facebook.com forward slash UFO Truth Magazine. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but Facebook, it says uh, www. You can go to UFO Truth Magazine.co. Okay. And it's got Daryl yeah. uh, Sims in, in the top left corner. And it says prices held at 2018 rates, and uh, it's got all the tickets. So UFO Truth Magazine. Now, uh, will you? Where is that located to you? Can you get there, uh, Russ? To it's, this. Um, it's about offer. 80. I think it's about eight, 80 miles away from me. Oh, that ain't too oh, far, that's though. Fun. Home, home first civic hall. H O L M S I R. Oh, well, that's close for you. That's just down the road. I take my daughter to work that much every day. But uh, that's, no. put, put it on your calendar 
Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th. And Daryl Sims, the alien hunter, will be there. And I guess is that the one Ken's supposed to come over to? The two yeah, must be, yeah. Hey, Russ, uh, do you have my email address or where you can contact me direct? I haven't at the moment, no. Oh, I would say. Are you ready to copy? Just bear with a minute. Hang on. Well, no, I'll just turn this off now. Okay. Um, right, just bear with a minute. <clears throat> oh, right, yeah, okay. Okay. Mars One Astronaut, and spell out the word, the number one M A R S O N E Astronaut, A S T R O N A U T, at gmail.com. Mars On. Did he say Mars On? Okay, yeah. Mars One, that's O N E. Mars One, yeah. Astronaut, A S T R O N A U T. Oh, at, at, yeah. gmail, at gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. Okay. And then I'll get yours off of that. No problem. No problem. I will. Uh, I will sort that out. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's, it's one of these things where I, I don't usually go to conferences. Uh, to be quite honest, because I've been uh, I've been censored in this. In this country, by them, it would be a good good way to get guests. Do you know how uh, who's who's handling me? Uh, that's getting my airline tickets and all of that fun stuff, and being sure I get to the right place. Someone's going to be taking care of the kid. No, who's that? I don't know. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I was hoping you were. <laughs> to be honest, I, well, I don't have anything. To, to be honest, I don't have anything to do with um, ufology in. In this country, because um, I was censored by a lot of these people, and I have oh. been censored by these people for the I past understand. number of years. So, to be quite honest, I wouldn't go to the conference if it paid <laughs> me. To be quite honest, you know, oh. um, you know, I don't want anything to do with these people. Apparently, they're going to pay me to go there, so I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll well, well, you know, that, that's that's all well and good. When you've got people in this country, right, yeah, that have been in this subject and and been sort of like giving and putting on uh, conferences free for people, and um, you know bringing this uh, this subject into the, the the forefront, and basically, and what do they do? They turn around and say, oh, we we can't uh, we can't have you talking about um, about aliens with weapons and being in a military unit. So as far as I'm concerned, they can all go to you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know. And any anybody who's a cop, anybody who's a cop, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to know them. You know what I mean? Never trust a copper. Have you ever heard the saying? Never trust a copper. There you go. You know, I'm sorry, but it's like it's like G-men. You know, sort of like like the other one, Nick Pope. You know, who has turned around on television. He turned around on television on on the UFO hunters program, and he says, "Oh, when when I was uh, when when I was running things in the department, I told I told the people uh, under me, uh, don't create a paper trail, no, um, don't contact anybody. Just to, to, I don't, so the thing is, what he's saying is, basically, 
Uzi to tell. He's, he works for the general public, the public at large, right, yeah? So he's holding information back, right, yeah? By not causing a paper trail, what, what he's basically saying is don't communicate with the people that are reporting UFOs to this department, right, yeah? So how do we know, then, how many UFO reports ever went into his department? You know what I mean? If someone says that, that means even even the, the guy from the UFO magazine, what do you call him? Um, is it... Is it um, oh, you mean his is name? It Bill, Bill, is it Burns. Bill, Bill Burns. Bill Burns. Bill Burns, yeah. Even Bill Burns turned around and looked at him and says, well, you do realise that people can turn around now and say to, to you that, you know, you're, you're sort of like stopping the information. And he smugly just grinned him and, oh, yes. You know, yeah, so it's yeah. like... I've tried a couple of times to get him on a show. He won't come on. Yeah, but why would, you, why would you want somebody on the show? Run him right, about yeah? I wanted to well, complain then, about it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if anyone with Jojo, you know, sort of like it's an alien, no matter what it is or it isn't, it's an alien. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he turned around with him. Um, they went to this big, this centre, this underground centre, um, this bunker. And Jojo says to him, come on then, Nick, we'll go over. So the girl's over and he goes, oh, you know what, I'll... I'll um, I'll keep out of this, he says, because he says, um, might get into trouble, right? So he walks over to the car, to the big four before, right, yeah? Jojo's there, and all of a sudden the police come. He gets told to leave, right, yeah? So the thing is, again, if he can't be part of that, why have they got him on? Why has this, this company got somebody on who can't partake because, oh, of course, um, I've signed the official secrets act. Well, to tell somebody you have is basically what you've done is if you tell somebody you've signed it, you've just basically, you know, done something that you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to tell anybody, really, to be quite honest. Um, So you can't really partake in the show, can you? You know? And by telling people that when you were in that department, what you've done is you've sanitized the information, right? Yeah. yeah. So that means if people are trying to communicate and you're getting nothing back, how do you know if the UFO reports that you've sent in have got there to them? How do you know your video footage or your your old cine film, etc., or photographic evidence has got to the right people at the department? And of course. If it has got there and they're not communicating, how do you know? You know, if if they still got it, and can you be sure of the figures? Like he says, oh, in my uh, my time there, I uh, in a year would uh, investigate two to three hundred cases. Really? Well, you'd be surprised how many people have, have turned around and said, "Well, he's never been out to us on an investigation." Oh yeah, well, that, yeah, that would be violating his security clearance right there, just telling the numbers. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, this is it. I mean, it, 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 it does not five I think we only got five minutes left, don't we, DJ? Yeah, about that. We'll have to uh, 
discuss this again. Uh, but Russ, I do want you to think about what part of the story, because there's a lot of military, and I was military, and my background's law enforcement. And I was an investigator, but I'm willing to be open about what's happened to me now. I'll send you my book. Did you get it? Did you get a copy no. of my book, Roswell UFO Encounters? It's a digital copy. No, I, didn't, yeah. I don't think so. Right. Ahmed, can you punch it to him? Because you got it right there. Can you punch it? Is there a way to punch it to him? How I can send that? it to him through Skype, yeah. Okay. He's going to send you my book. And that would give you an idea. But keep an open mind about what we do on the planet because a lot of us go into law enforcement, but the ETs may put us into that because without my training in the law enforcement and uh, then from police officer dispatching, I went into college, and then I became an investigator, and I worked for attorneys. But that's how I made my living to take care of me and my children until I went to uh, out to Africa and Spain and stuff for the intelligence community. Then it's I, then I finally wore a uniform. Then I wore a yeah, navy it's uniform. It's a bad thing to say over here at the, at the moment because and TJ, uh, TJ forgot to to tell you she's also like five foot eleven or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she's not a little kid. No, I'm a little kid. Pounds. Yeah, the most vicious person. That I've ever come across was about five foot six, and, and no matter who he was or size, wouldn't matter. He would basically rip you to pieces. <laughs> it was from a, it was special forces unit, and to yeah, be quite honest, them, I think a lot of them are small. Most of them, yeah, they're not. Uh, you know, sort of like don't, size don't really matter. You know, I was five seven. That's why I got my black, my black belt in, in martial arts and, and karate and, and judo. I've got my martial arts and then black belt, second degree. And uh, I keep it quiet because I'm um, I'm still – I'm getting kind of fragile, I guess. Maybe it's 77. But anyway, no, you, you've got to know that you've got your own protection, and you've got to be ready at any moment to uh, to deal with the, a difficult situation. So I've got my black belt in the Glock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I got mine in guacamole. <laughs> you got your Glock in your belt is what you've got. <laughs> I did use a Glock. Uh, I, I'm going to use that. I like that. I'm going to use that one. Thank you. TJ, we didn't tell Russ. Uh, you, you needed to get a hold of uh, my book, Ken's Moon, uh, Revealing the Dark Mission of NASA, because that's got all the records and documents and everything else in it. So it's yeah, pretty good say, Three hundred, three hundred eighty pages, something like that. So, wow, that's a book now. It's a good yeah, book. a lot of permits. Good, good pictures. Good, all his certificates. Three thousand hours in the space shoot. His space suit, just like they took up onto the moon. But Ken, we want to get everybody's story. But you represent a good part, and you, we're trying to get the ones that actually did work with civilians and off planet and you said you worked on planet so there's a whole bunch of stories but let's keep meeting back even if we don't like each other's background because <laughs> we can like each other's personality and try to put the story together you know nobody's going to put it together like us we're going to put our stories together and uh, hopefully other people will want to play and we'll let a mad referee he's real laid back and he can bring us together on Skype, but yeah. you like playing with us, Russ. And now you've got 
did you put me in your super soldier group? Which I don't. I was telling them I I repel the name. I never did like it. Neither did you. But you say me. I don't Janet either. The first one that told you about it. But Janet, I re, I did, I told Janet I didn't want to be a super soldier. But that's the name they call people that that yeah. have. Well, you know, I, I don't. I, you I got don't thirty seconds. You guys got thirty seconds. Shut off. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been uh, brilliant, to be quite honest. Uh, I would have called you earlier if you'd have said something. I didn't even think about it. I was so busy before the show. I'm, I can't hear now because I, I lost my hearing. I've lost my hearing for, for months, you know, but I can hear now. So, you know, anytime you want, just give us a call. All right. Well, it'll be Friday night if you want to play. And, uh, yeah. We've got to be able to play offense. together. Go I, ahead. I take offense to playing, to calling it playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> TJ, you may like to play, but I want to be a part of it. <laughs> well, you got to figure out, you were saying that he'd be a good guy to run up our super soldier group, even though none, no, none of us like the name. And Mad's going to yep. run the board or try to help me at least keep copies of the show. I can't okay. hear on. It's got all my shows, so we'll keep a copy and archive and produce. And uh, Matt, you want to do it, try again next week, and we'll just keep working at this because yeah, as far as I know, I'm available. Okay. All right. I'm well, good. that's it's gonna Friday's take a good night. The thing about it's Friday that, nights is a lot of people get paid and they go out to eat dinner, you know. So <laughs> we yeah. don't can't afford to. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't like eating out. Period. I don't, I don't care. No, I don't. I like my well, meals cooked in my house. If, if I don't if have we, to pick up the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a good bunch of people, and we're misfits, and, and Russ is repelling the rest of the group where Ken's going to go speak, so I'm glad we got that figured out. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and Russ? Teacher, I, I repel anybody and everybody. Hey, Russ, okay. them, them conferences are good places to pick up guests for your show. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what kind? What kind? Well, you talk to them there at the at the thing first, you know. <laughs> you, get to, you get to hear us talk before you pick us up. Yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah, it, it is. That's it where ninety percent of Janet and Sasha's guests come from. Is the yeah. conferences that they attend. Yeah, it's, it sounds reasonable. It sounds, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll. I'll it's just, I'm just not into going to places where people are these Yeah, days. I've never been uh, myself. Is that, no clue anti, is that antisocial? <laughs> that that would be I'm, me over here. Over that, okay. that would be me too. That would be me too. All right. I don't I'll, I'll, remember, remember super soldiers don't dance. Remember. Super what? Super soldiers don't dance. Oh. Don't <laughs> I'm going to have to talk with you about that and Corey Good and... and and a couple of the others. So, okay, we got a lot to cover the next time. I thought we were t- please. I thought we were talking about super soldiers. Then, sorry. Yeah. Not the blue alien, <laughs> right? That's a different group. That's a different group okay. in space. But we do have okay. a different group, and we'll talk about the different group, folks. So this will be on YouTube. Y'all can find it. It's either under TJ Morris Agency or Radio or anyway. I pay extra money. I'm paying about two hundred bucks a month. Between forty here and forty there, and 
It gets I can't really moving. What would you do yeah. that for? I pay it so we can get it out to all the different groups. It, it's because I'm lazy because it goes on Blog Talk, and then I have to upload it on Spreaker. That costs me another 40 bucks. And then once they get it, they put it on YouTube for me because it used to take about two hours per two-hour show to download it and then upload it again. It was really slow on Windows 10. I don't know why, Matt. Do you? Why is oh, it? it takes me longer than that. That's why I quit doing it. It take me five hours to upload a two-hour show. Yeah. yeah I quit doing it. They uh, do it on purpose. 40 bucks. Yeah, they do. They do. There's no way it should take so long. Oh, no. It's no. longer than what it takes to do the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. There's something wrong with this. <laughs> I, I like being a guest. I don't have to think of all that smart stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I'm paying the money, but, uh, you know, we've got seven years backed up here. People can go listen to, and I'm an archivist and a historian, but I happen to be an experiencer and a speaker. I got to be on another show, somebody named Tim Ray Speaks. So y'all look it up on UFO on YouTube. It's Tim Ray and he got in touch with me on LinkedIn. So everybody that's in our group, be sure you get on LinkedIn because that's where ABC Television found me. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm up there. On LinkedIn. I am by accident. I, I, think I, I think I invited everybody in the world the other day by accident. Maybe I will put you on LinkedIn, right? You put us on and I pressed the button and I don't know what I pressed. And I'm getting people saying, I, you know, you wanted to be my friend. I'm like, did I? Oh, heck. Now, TJ, are you saying are you saying T Ray Tango Romeo or are you a P or what? That phonetic alphabet, please. Uh, it says Tim T I M space Ray R A Y, and then space speaks S P E A K S. He has a, a mobile. He said uh, he asked me if I would like to be on his spotlight guest on his media network. He has UI media network and he's looking forward to uh, leaders to highlight on my network he said what's my story I help people get mass media exposure for their products books and expertise authors life coaches yogis health wellness radio personalities and more my production team provides tools and support you need for success uh, but he helps you increase your name recognition but he asked me if I'd like to Come and be on his United Intentions Foundation is empowering people to live a more meaningful and intentional life by consciously being in the present moment with their thoughts. Let's connect and schedule a time for you to be on a guest on my show. So yeah, he's a uh, spiritualist. Oh, is type he? Person. That's what okay. it sounds like. Just what you read there. That's what it sounds like. He's looking to uplift people spiritually. Yeah, yeah. he's had Tom Campbell on about. Uh, my big toe, and I like consciousness. And the Ascension Center was supposed to be about uh, motivation and shifting and uplifting metaphysics with my Universal Life Consciousness group. And Ken's yeah, so in that's that. That's what too. sounds like he's interested in. Yeah. So it still uh, gets the word out. Still gets the word oh, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exposure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he has on air, and he has it on YouTube, but. Uh, I don't mind. I want to speak on any of them, but he hasn't gotten back with me after I responded to him. So I, I don't make a good guest. I, I make a good interviewer, but I don't make a good guest. <laughs> uh, 
So I guess he will uh, email me, I guess. I don't know. He hasn't got back with me. So uh, maybe I'll be on his show. It's Tim Ray. Oh, that happens quite a lot sometimes, you know. I've been, I've had six people contact me within the, the last year, and I'm not joking. I spend hours sending them uploading video footage, etc. And oh, don't uh, take it down if it's on YouTube and all this lot. You do that, and what happens? Then they, oh well, um, I've got to speak to my editor or. Um, the, the the prince's wife's had a baby and sort of like oh there's voting there's voting and I'm thinking oh and I've just turned around and I'm just I was quite blunt. I I would sign up too much information before the show just a little bit. Yeah, you know, well, I've told them now. Keep know, like, keep keep it at just just the bare minimum that way it keeps them interested. Good yeah, point. well. Good point. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I totally agree with you. Well, if you tell them your whole life story, then they that then they've seen it and they don't. They, you know, nothing new. Yeah. Uh, okay, TJ, well, you're you're gonna get us next Friday. It's about the same time. Yeah. yeah if you don't mind, uh, in Russ, you're welcome to come on whenever you can. With uh, uh, a mad can get you, but uh, let's talk yeah. about the different elements because we all have different parts. But Glenn's uh, going to make a chart. It'll be Ken, Ahmed, me, and uh, you, Russ, for UK. And then we can get t- Tina's head experience. But everybody, you know, if we'll just share their part, we'll draw a bigger picture. Ken, and we'll put it in a book. We'll each, uh, we'll have you write your part, and we'll put our book together. And we can get it at cost, and just whoever gets it and takes it. We'll have our stories together. But Ahmed, you can help do this and do the artwork too, right? For our oh, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh, well, sure. Ahmed, Ahmed's got my I book. like how you do that. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm a step there. You know, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, sure. he's doing his own book. His enthusiasm overwhelms me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I, I, I actually just finished one. I finished one book, and I'm working on two other ones at the moment. You're ahead wow. of me. I'm, I'm actually Ken. I'm working on one about the moon. It's called "The Man Who Broke the Moon." Oh, <laughs> he broke the moon. He broke it. Broke I guess it was ringing. It was that darn bell. They made it ring, right? It's going to have aspects. Anyway, TJ, I've just started my book now. Oh, good. Thank you for doing your book. All these, these pictures are all going in it, these little sketch if, pictures of all the people in the unit and what have you and um, if, what the part is and stuff. If if you all would like, I'll share a, a audio of a story I've done recently yeah. called Ether. All it is is audio. It, I mean, all you got to do is listen to it. And it's all I've got tonight is audio. <laughs> well, it's... it's uh, <laughs> It's uh, an hour and seven minutes long. I'll listen to it, yeah. We're already two hours and ten minutes, two hours and eleven minutes. Okay. Well, he'll be on it's, your Skype. It's in the chat right there. How does, how does Ken called, get it, It's though? called Ether. TJ, you faded into the background. Ken, hardly hear you. He'll get it on Skype. Ken, you'll have to learn how to download from Skype. You just okay. click on it, and it'll well, download. Uh, the stuff that you guys know, the things you guys know is common is is not common for me, but I'll get there. 
You just uh, down at the bottom right hand corner, it shows a little uh, thing that says "Open Conversation," and you no. click that. Oh yeah, open open operations. It's right there. It says download. Uh, nope, not on mine. <laughs> we'll figure hmm. it out. And, we'll work uh, it out some uh, other time. But it's it's a pretty pretty nice story. I read it on air uh, last Sunday. Everybody freaked out. It's about AI and uh, taking over the world. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you're going to have have uh, Ken on Monday night, right? Or me or both I of us sometime. Both if you want. All three, uh, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, can, you're yeah, going to have to be uh, sure you you inform me and let me know, hey, TJ. Otherwise, I'll be out feeding the horses and not think about it. I know. I'll call you well, Monday. But Ken – It, it um, doesn't start – Right now, it started at the top of the hour and goes to midnight Eastern, so I'm not sure what time that would be for you. 11, mm. let's see, midnight to 11, 10 o'clock. So you'll do it two hours on Monday night? My, my, yeah, mine's at 10 to midnight Eastern right. standard. 10, so 9, 8, 8, 11, 8 to 10. 8 to, to 10 you, to 10. 9 to 9 to 11. All right, uh, 9 to 11 Monday. Yeah, for you. All right. What time is I'm that? Not sure. I'm not sure. What, what time is it where you're at now, Ken? Right now for me, it is 8.13 post-mortem. It'll be 8 to, 8 to 10, your time. Yep. We'll just be starting now. Well, Russ is up now. Russ, you want to do Monday he's, night? He's gone. Okay. He left. All right. Well, look, we'll do Folks, we're going to go on a Revolution Radio, but I won't have a copy of it, so I guess I'll have to get a copy. Yeah, you will. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> okay. I'll and send so you a copy of it. With us. All right. Well, and, and I'm going to go have dinner with my sweet wife. All right. Okay. Are we well, about wrapped we'll, up? Yeah, we'll talk yeah. to you. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thank you, everybody, and thank you, Amanda. Uh, no maybe. Maybe, Madge, you can work with me sometime in between now and then and uh, get me re-educated on um, uh, Skype and all the good things about it that I can have yeah, written right. down. Because right. with that uh, that auto accident stuff, the short-term memory is for crap, but I appreciate no, no your problem. patience. Uh, over in your contact list, just click my name and then hit the phone, and it'll call me. Oh, okay. I see it. says, yep, got I'm a painter, and that's, that's got you over here. Okay. It's got a little green dot on you right now. I guess that means because you're you're in contact with me. Well, okay. it means I'm online, but I always stay online because of the station. Oh, okay. But that don't mean I'm here or not. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll work it out where we can communicate. I'll answer if I'm here. your patience. Thank you for your patience. No problem. All, all you right. young people, all you young people, thank you for your patience. I that much younger. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good evening. Enjoy it. You too. Okay. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Right, we'll talk to you Monday night. Yeah. Talk to you later, TJ. Right. Good night. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Good night.